It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. The other side of midnight presents the Midnight Files. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. I continue to believe that one of the most fascinating stories that has been underreported, particularly until recently of our time, has been what is going on with what we used to call UFOs and what is now generally referred to as UAP. So I try to uh, cover as many stories related to this as I possibly can. We try to have the greatest guests that we can find, the greatest experts. Whenever there's a story in the news about uh, stuff related to this, I always make an effort to talk about it. And I'm occasionally asked, because, look, we're only on four hours a day, but I'm occasionally asked, well, what other shows are out there that are worth listening to? What other shows or what other podcasts are worth checking out if you're interested in this sort of thing? And immediately the first one that always comes to my mind is Into the Power Abnormal. Jeremy Scott is just tremendous. He is a terrific host who I have stolen more from than absolutely anybody. You can check out his show at powerabnormalradio.com. And I was particularly envious of him this past weekend because he was at UFO Fest in Oregon, which uh, looked like a real rocking good time and an interesting time and a thought-provoking time. I figured we'd check in with Jeremy to see how it went and use the opportunity to see what's happening in the world of ufology. Jeremy Scott, it has been too long. Welcome back. Hey, Frank. Hope you're doing well. It's very kind of you. I'm uh, very flattered by that. And, uh, yeah, you, you hit on a couple of good points here. And, and you're right. UAP is the new term. You know, unidentified flying objects are kind of yesterday's news. And nobody really talks about flying saucers anymore because these things aren't saucers. As we know from our government, you know, most of these things are like plasma, like orb beings. So these may not even be craft, which is even more fascinating to me personally than, say, something like a flying saucer. Because when you're talking about aircraft, uh, you wonder, well, who's behind it? Well, what if we're not talking about aircraft? What if we're, we're just talking about these blobs or these anomalies or these orbs or plasma balls, however you want to call them? Uh, to me, uh, that indicates that there is something out there. No, I, I well, certainly would agree with you. Uh, first, well, I want to pick your brain on a few items in the news, but uh, tell me about UFO Fest. Uh, I'm sorry that I couldn't be there myself this year. I'm hoping to get there next year. As far as you're concerned, what were some of the, the highlights? What were the, what were the key components? 
Travis Walton, uh, who we all know from the Fire in the Sky sure. movie, the the Hollywood, or at least his story, uh, I think it really made his story uh, hit the mainstream. Now, of course, it's Hollywood, so there are inaccuracies, and of course, he's got his own film, Travis, the true story of Travis Walton, which was uh, screened at the film. And, um, you know, I've talked to Travis on the phone before. I've talked to him on the show, but uh, this time was my first time actually meeting Travis in person. And I was so gracious uh, that that he came on the show. And, and, um, you know, talking with these people in person is, is a whole lot different than talking to them on the phone or or whatever it it is, because you're able to look into their eyes. You're able to hear in their own words. And for somebody like Travis Walton, who could have very easily just kind of caved under the pressure or wilted away because he's been met with a lot of criticism over the years. And, you know, the debunkers have have hit him pretty hard, slapped him in the face, uh, maybe literally, but hopefully not so literally over the years. You know, you got to respect a man who's still 50 years later after this encounter is still pushing forward. And I asked him, you know, why why do you do this? And he's like, because if I can help even just one or two people, which, of course, it's far more than that. But if I can help anybody understand what it is that I went through, you know, that's what he wants people to take away from this, uh, you know, from his appearances. Yeah, and that... so Travis Walton, you know, one of the uh, credible um, alien abductees um, of our time. I'm sure everybody's familiar with the story, you know, Beam of Light, Snowflake, Arizona, 1975, out near the Sitgreaves National Forest after a really rugged day of logging, uh, doing some really, really hard work. And they were behind on the contract, so they'd put in some extra hours. And here's this you know, this light that comes through the forest. And, of course, Travis makes the the gutsy decision to get out of the vehicle and to go in pursuit of it and then is zapped by this beam of light and, and carried up onto the spaceship. He believes uh, he was actually healed uh, because, for all intents and purposes, he, he was dead when he was struck by that beam. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I am uh, looking forward. Was there a, a podcast recording of you and Travis Walton in person at the UFO Fest? Absolutely. And we wanted to do video as well. Uh, we don't usually do video, but when we go to these live events and when we go before the crowd, I think it's absolutely paramount that we have a live video stream. So you can go to my Facebook page, Into the Paranormal with Jeremy Scott, and you can watch the the broadcast as we streamed it live this past Friday. And, of course, there's the podcast version out there as well, uh, which is on all the podcast apps. And you can listen to it, uh, you know, from Travis in his own words. And I would highly recommend it. That's terrific. I'm looking forward to listening uh, to that. I've heard some of the other interviews you've done with him. And uh, you always I know the story very well, but you always manage to get something something new out of him that uh, that I've not heard before. People just tuning in. We're talking with Jeremy Scott. He is the host of uh, Into the Power Abnormal. You can go to the website powerabnormalradio.com to check out the podcast. Hey, uh, let me ask you about this. These comments from the from Sean Kirkpatrick. Sean Kirkpatrick has made some very interesting public remarks, and a lot of the time these Pentagon officials aren't so candid publicly. But in a new research paper that's still in draft form, the uh, Sean Kirkpatrick, who if people don't know, is involved in the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARO for short, 
But what uh, they said, these Pentagon officials said in this draft document was that aliens could be visiting our solar system and releasing smaller probes like missions conducted by NASA when studying other planets. I thought that was pretty interesting. What did you make of these comments, Jeremy? Well, I'm surprised that didn't actually come out during the the briefing. I don't know that it was necessarily a hearing last month, but it was definitely a briefing in which Mr. Kirkpatrick uh, got up before a committee and basically provided a, a statement on the office's work so far. Uh, but they had previously stated after the hearing uh, a year ago, last May, that they were not ruling anything out. And, and I think uh, there's a couple of reasons why they have to keep this on the table, because if they start to take the the aliens off of the table, literally, then that only leaves a couple of possibilities, which is that it's our craft that maybe we have reverse engineered uh, from some contact with extraterrestrials, either it's a clandestine um, a group of individuals uh, who is behind this technology, or it is foreign. So like Russia or China uh, or even you know North Korea, who could be behind this technology. And if you take the, the alien possibility off of the table, you really limit uh, your possibilities. And Quite frankly, with some of the uh, reports that we've heard from abductees and from experiencers, there's a lot of unknown phenomenon that most people don't even hear about because they don't read books and they don't spend time on obscure websites and they just believe people are seeing lights in the sky uh, or they're seeing strange things that maybe uh, they think we're not privy to this information. But with uh, Mr. Kirkpatrick actually stating the possibility that there could be these probes out there, uh, which could be like motherships where you could have a massive UFO in the sky and then smaller UFOs uh, basically diverting off from that uh, is actually uh, quite a very, very important thing, a monumental thing, what he said. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, no, I'm uh, eager to see where where this goes. Are, are you of the belief that people like Sean Kirkpatrick and other Pentagon officials know the truth about what's um, what's out there and what these objects are and are have not yet disclosed it to the public? Or are you of the belief that they're largely as much in the dark as as we are. I think certain individuals are are in the dark, uh, but I think collectively our government knows what's going on. They know since since 1947 and even previous to that that we have been visited, that uh, that craft have landed. Uh, they have crashed, that alien bodies have been picked up, that they've been examined, and, and that they've been stored somewhere. I, I don't understand why they think we can't handle the truth. I, I, as a sci-fi fan, it's like when I watch a movie, my mind is open to that reality. And if our government stood up tomorrow and said, we have been visited and we have been visited from uh, for the last 70 years at least, I think most of us would say, 
yeah, we already knew that. And, you know, much like what we've been through over the past couple of years, uh, you know, with with a pandemic, we didn't need our government to tell us what we knew as as to why they can't tell us. Uh, perhaps uh, they're worried uh, about, you know, some of the information being uh, snatched up by foreign adversaries. But I don't believe that we're alone in the fact that if we have been given the blueprints to some of this technology, that we would be the only ones uh, to have been given that. I think if extraterrestrials have made contact, they've probably made contact with uh, you know foreign leaders, uh, not just in the U.S., but elsewhere. And uh, I just think they – I think that uh, they are hoping – that we're not as smart as we know we are. Um, I think they're well aware of the situation. Uh, I I can hope in my lifetime that it happens. And there's actually some promising developments that have been happening in just the past couple of weeks, including uh, whistleblowers, at least six that I'm aware of, who have met with uh, members of Congress behind closed doors who have talked about some of this crash retrieval stuff and perhaps even the alien bodies. There's even been uh, um, an official who was involved at Minot Air Force Base in North Dakota, where in 1966 there was a UFO sighting over the air base that you know, rendered the nuclear missiles basically uh, incapable of launching if they needed to, basically you know, turned the switch off. And so I, I think this is all coming to a head here. I want to believe it's coming to a head. Uh, if you ask me in 10 or 20 years, I might change my opinion. But I think this is these are monumental days for ufology. Well, yeah, that is uh, precisely what I was going to ask you is where you see this going from here. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Jeremy Scott. You could check out his uh, radio program, Into the Parabnormal. Uh, just uh, type Parabnormal. It's basically a combination of paranormal and abnormal into any podcast app, and it comes right up. We are seeing that on uh, next week, I guess it's May 31st, NASA is actually do- holding a public meeting on UFOs slash UAPs. Are there, the agency, NASA, announced they'll be broadcasting a meeting of an independent study team tasked with categorizing and evaluating UAP data. The public can even submit their own questions, uh, the most popular of which will be passed on to the team. Do you think anything is going to come out of this, Jeremy? Absolutely not, because the key part of this is that it is not a review or assessment of previous unidentifiable observations uh, directly uh, from the the message on NASA's website uh, about the hearing. And you're right, it is coming up next week after Memorial Day, and it is going to be streamed. And this is a an independent st- uh, or a NASA study group that apparently is, is going to meet here and then issue a report this summer. Um, you know, the last couple of reports we've got, June 2021, and then the one that was released early this year, you know, they actually said a lot. A lot of people, you know, read it or they didn't read it or they read a summary and they they just came away with it like, oh, they're not really saying anything here. But actually what they're saying is that most of the stuff is unidentified. 
I mean, now we're at 650 reports. That's the database for Arrow, uh, all the main anomaly resolution office that you mentioned just a little while ago. That's the office now uh, in charge of this, and they have 650 of these reports, and half of them uh, show anomalous characteristics, which means they're unidentified. So why are we not identi- or why are we not investigating the unidentified ones? Why are we uh, showing videos um, such as what they showed in the briefing just a couple of weeks ago and saying, "Oh, well, here's this. Oh, but by the way, this is what it actually was." I, what's the harm in saying, "Look, we don't understand mm, of this." Of course. Uh, wh- why can't they show something that is unidentified? You know, and I'm just pleading for witnesses to uh, to be a part of these hearings. I think we've had two now, and if there's another one in the next year or something, um, I, I think not a lot of people are going to be too kind to those proceedings if they don't include, A, military witnesses, the pilots who have seen these, uh, either from the cockpit or on radar or whatever the case happens to be, and if they don't include the experiencers, because – Uh, It was about a year ago that there was a report that our government is aware of people having unplanned or unaccounted for rather pregnancies, radiation burns, the type of stuff that we know happens in abductions. So, look, we're primed for this. We're ready for it. When the day comes, I don't think we will not be able to handle the truth. Jeremy, we're going to have to end it there. It's always a treat to talk with you. Uh, Best of luck with all your work. I'm listening as much as I can. I appreciate you taking some time to chat with us as well. Frank, you're very kind. Have a great night. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. 1-2-3-4-5-6-7 open lines straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. 